Our gospel reading for this morning comes from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and a scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He enrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Please be seated. All right. Hello again. All right. <laughs> um, I'm not, yeah, I might just keep this. It's pretty comfortable. It's a little warm. So uh, I didn't think I'd give a uh, pastoral's annual report with a Harry Potter cape on in my life, but here we are. Um, so uh, at this point, uh, rather than a pastor's report later on at the meeting, we're going to incorporate it into what would be the sermon time of our service. And Jesus unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And then he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled. And everyone was amazed. That very same spirit that filled Jesus so long ago fills us today and empowers us to love and serve our neighbors in our time. 2,000 years after Jesus' earthly ministry, 266 years after the founding of this church, today we look back on the last year and see all the ways that the Spirit of God has been at work in each of us individually and as a community. We look back at all the ways that God has called us and empowered us to bring good news to the poor and release the captives and proclaim recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And I am so grateful and inspired by the way that we live out this calling together as a church. I'm grateful for your welcoming, for your caring, for your serving within and beyond our building your acts of kindness, your generosity of time and spirit, your willingness to extend yourselves toward others and how you rally around others in their time of need. I'm grateful for your curiosity about faith and what it means to follow Jesus today, for the strength and courage that you demonstrate when you walk with one another through difficult times. I'm grateful for this loving community that we share that reminds all of us how loved and how special and how lucky we are. I'm grateful for your prayers from those of you who are so eloquent and to the simple prayers of our little kiddos. Grateful for your dedication to this place and to its people. Grateful for your faith and your love, your hope and your joy, and I love your laughter. <laughs> you inspire me every day to be a better pastor. 
You inspired me to take on the challenges that need facing, the bedsides and gravesides that need visiting, the calls that need making, children that need baptizing, and teens that need confirming, and to share the gospel, that message that we are loved, that we are special, and that we are not alone to our neighbors in a world that is thirsty for a drink of hope and love and understanding. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you for all the ways that you do that, known and unknown, seen and unseen, big and small, and what we do together as a church and what you do in your homes and workplaces and communities and neighborhoods and the world. Through music like our cantatas, our retreats and small groups and fishing trips where we strengthen the bonds of our relationships through serving in Philly and Ambler and reaching around the world through our global mission, our flea market, our blood drive, having fun in Holy Humor Sunday, the junior and senior high youth group activities, lifting up future leaders of the church like Courtney and Dan through field education, our music ministry, our Sunday school volunteers, and so, so much more. This is, and I know you know this, an amazing place, an amazing church to be part of. It's so unique and so special. And I know I speak for all of us when I talk about how grateful I am and that we are. As St. Paul wrote to the Philippians, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. Every time I remember you, I give thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. I could echo everything that um, Pastor Anderson just said, uh, having sort of rounded, I think, my 15th year here among you as uh, one of your pastors, I really say I am privileged to work among you. Uh, It's a self-starter congregation. I think um, many of you don't know, perhaps, that uh, when I was leaving Trinity Lansdale the first time, I came down here and interviewed, and uh, it was, um, oh, let's see, I think Ed Klaus was on the call committee then, and uh, they said I was too young and inexperienced to come. And so uh, years later, I came at it a second time, and uh, here I am. The experiences I have gained as I've uh, uh, matured is, has been of partnership and how this congregation has a good time and plays well together and also works very hard together. Uh, there's hardly need to supervise committees here. Everyone is pretty much got some dreams and visions uh, formed in the gospel and we want to grow, we want to welcome people. We could use a little more diversity. That would be a goal that I would have. And why this year we have um, worked with Pastor Chapman at Bethlehem Baptist Church, especially on uh, racism and sharing the laid-back book study group with uh, members of that congregation. Had an exciting moment when we had 40 people together a couple weeks ago talking together about racism with the... Um, folks from Bethlehem Baptist giving their experiences of how every day can be a time when they are pulled over to the side of the road for, thing, for nothing just because they're a black person in a red car. And so it's been heartwarming and heartbreaking to learn from each other. 
So I hope that will continue into the new year, and many of you were at that meeting, and I thank you. Hopefully you'll continue to come. As we're supposed to look back over the year, um, I, <clears throat> I pick it up in July when we went to uh, the National Youth Gathering down in Houston, Texas. And I had not been to one in a long time, but our 10 youth are all uh, rock stars. And uh, Ray and we, uh, we had a fabulous time with, I think it was 31,000 teenagers from all across the United States. And the ELCA had a fabulous list of speakers and guests and music and trips and work projects in Houston. And boy, is it hot in Houston in the summer. So <clears throat> I was glad to get to know uh, our wonderful teenagers so, so much better. We changed in July to have evening Bible school, which is a new thing. Our schedules have changed. Uh, the ethos sometimes changes in our culture. And so we had dinner church in July and had Bible school on Monday one week, Tuesday the next week, Wednesday the, and then Thursday. So you have to pay attention nowadays to where things are going. But it was a great meeting and a good time for fellowship. And the, and the children are always a joy. Um, we've had a lot of transitions going on uh, in council this year, and with this council, it has been uh, a lot of hard work. As you may know, we are losing a lot of our, our seniors, sadly, and uh, we've had funerals, many, far too many funerals recently, and far too many that may come down the pike very soon. For the leaders who have made this place um, so solvent and so generous, and so this new council is younger than most and is also very capable and uh, are able to be able to help us renovate our financial system and how we're working it and also the committees and the way the committee, the staff in the office does some of its record keeping and so we're getting more modernized and so hang on to your hats. It's a, it's a, a fast ride but it's, it's necessary. We read the Gospel of Mark with Pastor Keith in August, a whole book in one night, so you can say you read a whole book of the Bible. That was a big success. I think you had, what, 40 people? 40-some people come for that. I think we should try that again. Pet Sunday is always a big hit, and so I'm already eager to go outside for the uh, outdoor services. We had Blessing of the Backpacks, a new thing, in September with little, with little uh, tags that will go on for the children that say, God's got your back. And I think the adults wanted the tags just as much as the kids did. We had uh, Roar, again, Roar, Ride for a Reason, with our motorcycle gang here at the church, and uh, they always have a good time and are looking for more to ride along with them. Uh, in September, we were gifted to have the Mungas come, the bishop of our northeastern diocese and Annette Munga, just a surprise visit, because they were coming for the um, installation of our new bishop, Pat Davenport, in our synod. And so because of the partnership, the bishops honor each other. But we got to take a little of their time, too. And we had a potluck. We had Annette and uh, Bishop Munga here in the morning for all three services. They gifted Janet Wechter as one of the initial people on the, um, on the scholarship team and one of the first people I took with me to Tanzania um, five trips ago. We started that with uh, a pastor and a layperson from six of the churches in our synod. And so they gifted us with a conga for, for Janet and for Bruce, who has been uh, so much a part of that, and of the building of Sakomo University, which is flourishing right now. So they have been here and are continuing to be in communication with us. Women's Bible Study has uh, continued now for 15 years. We have some new people coming each, uh, each year and sometimes each week. And so now people that are retiring are coming uh, back to it. So we had meal packaging for 45000 uh, and that was a big success. Oktoberfest outside, you might remember well. We had uh, the beer out there and uh, the Oompa band and all the good conversation of people at a, a time of 
day when we're not always together on the weekend on a Friday night, but it was a beautiful time. And so things just keep on getting bigger and better. Uh, fishing trips go on, and a bus trip was something I thought was time to return to. In uh, former years, we have had these big heggy buses where you get 50 people and you go to Sight and Sound or something, but it had been like 8 to 10 years since we'd had it. So uh, Teresa and I got together and decided let's plan a bus trip to see Jesus at Sight and Sound. What could be more appropriate? And we filled the bus and took uh, 45, 48 people out there of all ages and stages, and we had a wonderful time, ate in the Amish country in those restaurants that you've all been in, and came back by 6.30 or 7.00. When we got back, as soon as we got off the bus, the oldest person, I think, that had come with us, who was about 92, said, okay, where are we going next? And I said, well, we all wanted to go to see Radio City Music Hall Rockettes. It's been on my wish list. And so we we did that again in December. And we filled the bus just about, but fell just a slightly bit short. But it was a great thing. And I think we will continue these adult daytime fellowship groups because... um, That has been a real huge success, and lots of younger folks are with us as well. Christmas Eve services, we had uh, 1,116 attending this year, and it was a big, big joy to just be here and see people coming home from college. My inflatable manger scene was the crisis last year uh, because it seemed to not inflate. It sprung a leak after about 8 to 10 years, and our high school seniors and college would come back and get their pictures taken by the inflatable manger. However... Mo Redding, who can fix anything, went and took it out in his little workshop, and he found that it wasn't the balloon that was leaking, it was the motor. He fixed the motor, it's back for another year. So that is a good place to end my report. Uh, The manger scene is intact, and Jesus is with us. Thank you so much.